Starcast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Uh, Goldberg is uh, still out uh, this week. He is touring schools with his son, Gage, uh, different sports programs and stuff. Uh, you've heard us talk about him before. He's a talented young athlete, and and I know his dad is super excited about uh, about his future. I don't know if it's going to be football or baseball or or or, or what, but uh, they seem to be having a good time. You can catch up on uh, Goldberg's social media and kind of get some updates on what he's doing. And we'll check in with him, I guess, next week when they when they are back. But uh, wanted to go over a, a few things. Um, I just got back from a, a couple of events. Uh, first off was uh, an event for the new Ford Mustang, the the seventh generation Mustang, t- the twenty twenty four car. Um, you guys have seen the pictures. It's been out for a little bit. They debuted it a while ago. This was the first time we got to uh, get to drive it. Now, I didn't drive the Dark Horse, which was a separate event, which I believe they're probably doing right around the time I'm recording this. But uh, but out here in California, we got to jump in the 24 Mustang EcoBoost and the Mustang GT. They had coupes, they had convertibles, they had uh, uh, automatics, they had manuals, they had them all set up with performance packs and a couple of different options. So, um, And got to kind of cruise around Angeles Crest, uh, a part of, uh, you know, the mountains up outside of L.A. near Pasadena. If you guys are familiar with it, you know it's a fantastic road to go cruising on. Um if you're not familiar with it, it's just these amazing mountain roads. Um, but like I said, outside of LA in Pasadena, kind of the Pasadena area, La Cunada, Flint Ridge area. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful drive. Uh, and it's not that far from Irwindale Speedway, which we also got a chance to go to and, uh, and do some stuff there as well. So, Kind of just going through the car, I think you'll the, the biggest thing that we're noticing is uh, the interior. You're you're seeing that the car now has it has a 12.4 inch digital instrument cluster where the gauges are, and it's very I don't know programmable. I guess you could say uh, Ford is using what they're called their Unreal Engine. Um, the Unreal Engine 3D is a tool used for, for creating video games. Uh, and in this particular case, uh, it allows you to get sort of this video game feel in the cars. Now there's the, the gauge cluster screen, but there's an additional, I think it's 13.2 inch screen that's sort of connected to it. That's part of the sync four system and part of the center stack system. Um, and, in the pictures, I admit when I first saw some of the photos, it looked a little like it's a big screen sort of tacked on to the dash. But once you get in the car, um, it doesn't feel quite that way. And they've angled it a little bit toward the driver, giving you more of a like fighter jet cockpit feel to it. Uh, and it actually works out pretty good it's it's a pretty nice setup the amount of information and data that you can get on the screens um is is cool and it's kind of the direction that so many cars are going in um 
you know, I, I guess it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for for maybe old school Mustang purists. Um, I, I don't know. For me, I didn't mind it. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, using it is is good, right? So I guess what I'm saying is, is I, its usability is better than its physical execution, like how they they laid it out. But for me, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. And there's a number of of cool features that you can do on it uh, as well. And you can customize the different modes. Um, and of course, there's a you know a normal mode. There's sport, and track, and <clears throat> excuse me, a drag race mode, and uh, uh, and and whatnot. And when you go and set the different gauges, um, yes, there is that Fox Body Mustang gauge cluster that uh, looks fantastic. It does light up green like the like the Fox Mustangs used to. Um, it's kind of a, a a cool piece. And you can set that for the different modes. You can use it all the time or you can set it for the different modes. Um, there's a handful of other features that you're going to see uh, on the car as well. Uh, a feature that they call exit warning, which is like if you pulled off to the side of the road or you just parallel parked or whatever and you're about to get out of the car if someone on a bicycle or jogging or whatever comes by and uh there's a, a warning so you don't hit them with your door which is you know i guess good <laughs> it's uh it's pretty smart um the interior also has uh a flat bottom steering wheel which uh, i found to be uh pretty good um and it has some features like the remote rev, which is you've seen it online already. The you, you double click to, to remote start the car, and then you can hit another button, and it revs it, and and you get to show off at your you know to your friends, your cars and coffee. It's it's a neat feature, and I'm sure uh, it's it's fun for showing off. But it's just part of the personalization, sort of the gaming experience that they're trying to build into the car. Um, so it's just another fun kind of thing to do. Uh, the interior standard is uh, cloth seats. It has an optional micro suede vinyl um, inserts on uh, with black seat belts. The premium model has uh, upgraded wrapped and accents stitched across the instrument panel. Um, uh, the EcoBoost features uh, what they call Ford ActiveX synthetic leather upholstery, while the uh, GT gets uh real leather inserts in the seats um or you can get the full leather uh steering wheel as well on uh, some of the more option models there's a whole bunch of different colors different wheel options different brake options it has the bno sound system uh which we didn't listen to it too much but it, it you know because we we're mostly focusing on the drive but you know turned it on sounds good uh, I'm sure you can do some personalization with that as well. As you can imagine, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, all the latest stuff with Sync 4. Uh, there's Alexa that's built in as well. And Ford streaming services, if you're not too familiar with those, um, allows you to stream music and podcasts and things like that through through Ford, which I believe is a, a subscription service that they offer. And it's got Ford's power up software so it can uh, do over the air updates. 
as well. So a lot going on there. Um, as far as the exterior design, um, they they did a good job on this. I can see for the different trim models, there were some things going on with the front end with a lot of black plastic and stuff. And I was just kind of looking at the different versions and trims of the car going, eh, you know, maybe that would be better a little bit, a little bit better as body color and maybe, you know, a gloss black or a matte black and just kind of looking at how I would probably do things on my own if I was doing it. But um, it's a, uh, it's got some some features built into the design that are meant to be a throwback to the original 60s car. It still has the tri-bar LED uh, headlamps and the tail lamps. Um, it uh, it has kind of a, a, a wider looking stance to it, especially from the rear, uh, which is uh, which is good, although the car isn't physically wider um the roof line has been changed a little bit it's been optimized to make it easier getting in and out of the car uh on a track day with a helmet on um that's uh you know it's it's thoughtful i like that part of it um optimized aerodynamics that's been a big part of what they've been doing on the cars as well you might have seen a few videos and stuff pop up online about the giant wind tunnel that they built, but uh, having sort of aerodynamic tested on the car with this sort of this new kind of chiseled design um, is, is pretty cool. It ultimately it makes it a, a little bit quieter, less wind noise, a little bit more fuel efficient, a little bit higher performance, um, and I actually spent a little bit of time in one of the EcoBoost convertibles and, uh, I forgot that I was in a convertible. The, uh, the, the top, um, was great. It was quiet and sealed up. I, I think you're only really going to notice until you really get to high speeds. And I was doing, I don't know, 70 or 75 on the freeway at one point and still didn't really notice it. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's looking, um, it's looking pretty good. Now we also have uh we have a couple engine options as well. We have the EcoBoost 2.3 liter uh uh four cylinder that is I believe 315 horsepower. Um we have uh a new generation fourth generation Coyote uh V8. It is 480 horsepower, but with the active exhaust, it's 486 horsepower. So chances are, if you're getting the, uh, the V8 engine, you're going to get the performance pack with the active exhaust. So it's 486 horsepower and 480 for, I'm sorry, 418 pound feet of torque. Um, it's got the get track six speed transmission. I believe the dark horse does step up to the Tremec transmission. So, which is the 500 horsepower car. Um, I don't have all the information on that. I didn't get a chance to drive that car. Like I said, that's a different event. Um, you can get it with the 10 speed automatic or a six speed manual. Uh, the, the EcoBoost, uh, it's it's not slow. I mean, by any means, like that was a peppy little car. Like we hit Angeles Crest in that thing as well. And uh, uh, that was fun. I grabbed one of the EcoBoost convertibles with an automatic and uh, 
really nice to drive. Um, and then later I switched it to the GT with a manual. Um, the performance pack on these cars includes a strut tower brace, a torsion limited slip differential. You can get an optional Magna ride suspension. It also includes wider rear tires um, and uh, larger brakes. It's a 390 millimeter front, 355 millimeter rear Brembo brakes. Uh, the the GT performance pack uh, offers brake ducts for enhanced cooling, um, uh, it's got an engine oil cooler and you can get the Recaro seats as an option. And of course the active exhaust. Um, it also has rev matching um, as well, which you can turn on and off. Like I kind of have in, in my Mach one. Now the Coyote engine, which is interesting about it is uh, it's got a new intake system and it's got dual throttle bodies on it. So the look underneath the hood is, is good. It's better. And they've got dual inductions in the front grill, uh, which when you see the engine on an engine stand, I'll post some pictures of it. The symmetry of it is, is pretty cool. So uh, I can see that being pretty popular in the aftermarket with people doing coyote swaps. You can get away from having the one giant metal tube doing that 90 degree turn uh you can you can kind of have some more symmetry under the hood and have both those throttle bodies kind of split off with air cleaners or some sort of induction piping going to both ends of both sides of the of the of the front engine compartment uh when you're doing an engine swap i imagine that's going to be a big part of the Ford performance catalog probably something we're going to see at the SEMA show um there are uh, a few other things. There's quicker steering ratios. Uh, uh, so they dialed that in a little bit more. Um, and now they've got an electronic drift brake. And it is basically allows you to drift the car. So we grabbed actually one of the EcoBoost cars with the automatic transmission. And the drift brake is just kind of like an e-brake handle but without the button on it. Um, but whereas normally you would have to use a lot of pressure uh, to pull that brake because, you know, if you were just pulling a manual system with a cable, uh, you, you'd have to really kind of give it some effort to it the way it works. But um, this is an electronic brake. So the handle that's in there feels mechanical, has tension on it, but it's actually controlling the brake electronically. Uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and then when you use it, it basically combined with new steering ratios and uh, input from from the e-brake, from the drift brake, uh, allows you to, to, to kind of get around pretty easily. I'm not the best drifter that's out there, but they set up uh, sort of a skid pad at Irwindale uh, Speedway, and we got to test it out with um, some of uh, Ford's drivers and some of uh, the RTR guys. Um. And uh, it it works well. It was it's super fun to do. Um, of course, for your drag racing guys, there's also the electronic line lock that we've already had. Um, it's got the launch control uh, with the Christmas tree and stuff in it. Um, so some pretty cool features that way. That way, <laughs> some pretty cool features um, for drag racers as well. 
Now, after that, we got to take one of the cars in the middle of Irwindale Speedway and do a little bit of autocross. And uh, Ford was out there with some cameras and some drones and stuff. So I've got a little bit of footage of that uh, that that they sent me that I'll also post. You guys can kind of take a look at that. Now, the footage that they sent me isn't raw footage. I didn't get any raw footage. So I think they put some sound or music over it. You don't really get to hear the engine that much. <clears throat> but you get to get a little peek at, at what they kind of set up for us. Um, very, very cool stuff. So they're putting together a pretty nice package on the car. Uh, I think when you go through some of the the exterior photos, you'll see what they've done to that car to kind of bring um, some of the nostalgia into it. Uh, if you imagine like the back taillight panel on a 67 or 68 Mustang, it's a little bit concave um, and uh, with the tri-bar uh, taillights. And the modern version is sort of uh, like an aggressive homage to that. It's It's got a real instead of being it's concave but you'll see it's very very uh it's it's got a very hard line to it but it does give some depth to it and when you really kind of see the car in person it's got a really cool effect to it um and the rear haunches on the on the fenders um it kind of dips down at the back of the door and then goes up and overall it gives it a sleeker look to it and you'll see that the car overall looks wider uh, but is not necessarily physically wider. So um, there's some uh, there's some some cool pieces there that uh, I think you guys will um, will like. Let's see. So we um, drove out to uh, to Angeles Crest. Uh, we started off with the EcoBoost car. Um, like I said, it was great. It was quiet, handled well. Um, they, uh, the Mustang GT, we grabbed that next, grabbed it with the six speed, um, uh, smooth shifting, a uh, six speed. I don't know if they really made any changes. Uh, probably dialed in a little bit, the crutch, the, the clutch, uh, feel the pedal feel, the shifting feel, but it was good. It was smooth. Um, I know some of you guys that have highly modified Mustangs with that transmission, uh, are seeing a few issues if you're putting big superchargers and stuff on it. I don't know if there's been any changes to it to make it any stronger. We didn't get a chance to really get into that too much with uh, with the engineers that were there, but I'm sure we can start digging into something like that soon. And like I said, the Dark Horse, I believe, is going to have the Tremec transmission. So um, uh, that will already be sort of the beefed up version of it um taking the gt out on angeles crest um super strong car that engine is fantastic like i said it's going to be super popular in uh, coyote swaps uh you know both engines were great the gt had a good feel to it uh massive brakes really felt great as we were going through angeles crest taking some of those turns it was a nice day it was during the week it was uh kind of during the day we kind of started off early in the morning and so we were lucky enough that when i drove on the way up uh there was nobody else out there um certainly no traffic like slowing us down it kind of got us 
gave me the ability to kind of stretch its legs a little bit. And then I had somebody with me there. They paired up two people per car. And then um, the other person drove on the way back. Uh, we ran into a little bit of traffic, but uh, kind of got a, a, a good feel for the car. Like as I was riding passenger, I got to look a little bit more into some of the features of the, of the touchscreen and the sync four system um, and the graphics that they're using and this cool feature where the car is up there and you can just kind of drag it with your finger and spin it around. Um, some pretty cool features like that. But overall, a fantastic car like Mustangs have always been. It's a great jumping off point for for performance modifications. Um, like we said, both engines are are super solid. The EcoBoost now uh, 315 horsepower, 350 pound feet of torque. And the GT is 480 horsepower, 415 pound-feet of torque. But with active exhaust, you get a little extra. It's 486 horsepower and 418 pound-feet of torque. Um, orders are coming in for the car, and it's uh, it's been interesting, whereas uh, 50% of the orders so far, um, I guess 50% of the... Uh, EcoBoost cars are coming in with the electronic drift brake. Uh, the Mustang GT and Dark Horse customers are ordering the manual transmission. 27% are getting the manual transmission. Um, they've got some new color options uh, for the EcoBoost and the GT. Shadow Black seems to be the most popular. Then uh, their Oxford White and Rabbit Red. And for the Dark Horse, the the media car that they use, the hero car, was that blue ember color. Thirty nine percent of the people are are ordering that. Honestly, I saw the blue ember in person at the LA Auto Show, and although a very unique color, I think I'd really like to see it outside. I didn't love it, um, but you know, like I said, maybe in the sunlight, it's maybe in the sunlight has a little bit more of like mystic chrome, like we had on the. Uh, on the on the Terminator Cobras uh, some years ago, um, I believe the electronic drift brake. I don't know if that's available with the manual and the automatic. That's a good question. I believe it is. I think you can get that either way. Um, Yeah, there was the exit warning feature. I'm just kind of coming through my notes to make sure I I, I touched on everything. Um, I uh, I think it's a good car. I think they made some significant improvements to the interior. Um, I like kind of what they're what they're doing overall with it. And who knows how long we're going to have this before we get forced into something that uh, we may not necessarily want, like some sort of hybrid or or electric version, but um, for those of you that are interested in uh, some of the specs, the, the EcoBoost with the automatic is 3,588 pounds where the Mustang GT is 3,832. Um, you want to save a little bit of weight. You can get the manual transmission. So, uh, a Mustang GT is 3832 with the automatic, 3827 with the manual. Um, the uh, convertible adds about a hundred something pounds. Uh, the automatic 
the automatic convertible comes at 39.91 and I'm sorry, the manual is 39.91 and the automatic is 4012. Now, the dark horse comes in at 39.49 for the manual and 39.93 for the automatic transmission. So, it's a little bit heavier than the Mustang GT and I'm guessing it's because it has uh, probably a larger wheel and tire option, probably larger brakes. And so you're getting some performance items that happen to weigh a little bit more. So um, again, we can, we can break down the details of that um, on a, at another time, but um, overall, just a, a cool car. It's got a great look to it. Um, you know, I personally am not running out to trade in my Mach one. I, I like my walk, my Mach One. I like the style of that car. I like that it's kind of got the best of, you know, Mustang GT and Bullet and GT500 and GT350. Even before the modifications and stuff that I've done to the car, um, you know, between its big brakes and uh, the Magna, uh, the Magna ride on it, um, I, I I like the car. I don't I'm not looking to upgrade it anytime soon. I don't know if it was bone stock, would I pick up the 24 Mustang? I think, I think the interior has some improvements. I think the electronics have some improvements, have some improvements. Um, I I'd really be interested in, in driving the dark horse, the 500 horsepower version. Although I'm sure we can expect an even hotter version at some point because we've had GT 350 and GT 500 and the dark horse is naturally aspirated. So the dark horse was basically taking the place of some of the, uh, mid-level specialty cars like Mach 1 and Bullet before it. So I think Mach 1 has been basically replaced by Dark Horse, but I still expect to see something like a GT500. And I don't know if that's going to be supercharged or turbocharged or how it's going to uh, present itself, but I'm sure that's going to be announced uh, probably within the next year we'll see how that goes and kudos to ford for for taking this new body style car and getting it into racing with their gt4 race car and their their sights on Le Mans next year and all sorts of sports car racing um, and i think von gittin is already out there with the new body style drifting uh, i like uh ford's commitment to getting into racing so that part's cool now the second half so what I did next is I went to another event, uh, which I was very surprised about. It was called Sail GP, uh, uh, Grand Prix, Sail Grand Prix. So this new organization is about four years old, and Sail GP is basically Formula One racing for boats. But when I say boats, it's it's uh, a lightweight carbon fiber catamaran on foils. So when these things start going in the water and catch a little bit of speed, uh, the hulls of the catamaran don't even touch the water. They're just, they're just skiing, uh, like on this, uh, like a hydrofoil on this, uh, this foil. It's a really, really cool design, not too different than what you see in America's cup. If you're familiar with that, but that I believe is just a single hull where these are a, a catamaran design. Um, there's, uh, I, now getting into these things, um, 
a little bit more detail on the boats is I believe they're all carbon fiber. They've got some titanium bits. They're very, very precise because this is a new organization. Uh, when they launched it, all of the teams and all of the boats were owned by sail GP. And then uh, everyone was basically given a job and with the intention that some teams will kind of break out on their own, uh, like we see a lot in, in, in car racing. So, uh, this is the fourth year that they've been doing it. It's been growing. There's 12 events, 12 events around the world, um, with some really cool, uh, locations, uh, uh, you know, that you really kind of have to check out They're They're going all around from Australia to, to, I believe St. Tropez and, and they were here in LA and, and, they're going to be kind of traveling all over. So it's, um, uh, it's pretty cool to see. So, uh, I was invited down by the group from sail GP, uh, fantastic team, fantastic organization. Um, we were down at, uh, uh, like port of Los Angeles, um, San Pedro area. Uh, they have, um, a couple different ways you can watch the event, depending on ticket levels. Uh, we were invited to, um, a little bit of a like where their sponsor partners are hospitality hospitality area. Um, everyone there, by the way, super top notch. Uh, everyone that worked was pleasant. Everyone knew what they were doing, which uh, it sounds simple enough, but you'd be surprised uh, how many times we've gone to events and you just ask basic questions. Nobody knows where to park or where to go or what line to get in. And everyone there was super knowledgeable. Uh, and, uh, and what a great event to see. So there's three races that we saw uh, on Saturday afternoon. They run again on on Sunday. It's a it's a two day uh, affair. Um, the you know you see these boats come by. They're going fast. I mean, I mean, with the wind that we had down there, they were probably going about forty forty five miles an hour. I think the record so far is about sixty two miles an hour. Um, just in- incredible to see. Uh, and the amount of work that these teams do on the boat as they're going around sort of a short course. Imagine, I don't know, imagine like a road race, uh, you know, like, like you were with Indy or, 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 or Formula One or whatever. And uh, there's these certain areas, these buoys that they have to kind of go around these markers. They have to go around. And so there's, you know, there's a little bit of a, of, of, a course to go around. There are some straights where you can really kind of sprint. We saw some passing happening. Um, uh, it was a, it's an, it's a pretty cool event to see. Uh, if you get a chance to go to an event, um, you should. Now, I, I believe there's going to be some TV coverage and plenty of stuff on online that you can watch. Um, but it was a cool, it was a cool thing that, to, that you might want to check out. Um, I believe there are 10 teams in it right now two of them uh have branched out to be independent teams um the rest i believe are still uh owned by the sail gp organization the boats themselves which i think are about four million dollars a piece are are built by sail gp so whatever that means i don't know if they contracted out to a, a certain company but there aren't multiple chassis if you will in this case hulls uh, it's everything's pretty much the same. And the idea really is to 
make the competitiveness on the teams themselves, uh, on their captains and 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 the the teams that are out there on the water, their strategists and and whatnot. So it's really about uh, about what they can do in sort of an equal playing field. So anyway, cool stuff. Uh, Sail GP, you definitely want to check it out. SailGP.com is the website. You can dig in there a little bit. Um, it, it was a lot of fun to see and it was, it was a great event and I, I wish I can go to more events, but I'd have to travel around the world to do that, which isn't the worst idea. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of what's been going on the last, uh, couple of, of days. Um, uh, Mustang has been great. Sale GP has been great. Uh, so I think we're just going to keep the show a little bit shorter this week and maybe we'll catch up with Goldberg next week. Hopefully. So I think his trip is going to be done. We'll see how he uh, how he liked that um yeah I think that's it man so thanks so much until next week uh keep the air and the spare and the bag of the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times follow the show on facebook twitter and instagram at carcast show if you'd like to write in fill out the form on carcastshow.com and don't forget to give us a nice rating on itunes CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.